Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in Ephesians chapter 6. And Ephesians chapter 6 really begins with the same thought as the closing of Ephesians chapter 5. We're talking about harmony through the working of the Holy Spirit. Wives and husbands are to share harmony. Now children and parents are to share harmony. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So the family is to have harmony. Children are to obey because, first off, it's right, as verse number one says. Secondly, it is a commandment, verse number two, honor your father and mother. And then thirdly, because following that commandment brings blessing. Notice, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. It's not a guarantee that your child is going to live long if they honor you, but life will be much better when children honor their parents. Then he says, fathers, do not provoke your children. That means to show favoritism or uh, to push too hard, to show conditional love, to live a hypocritical life. Instead, you are to nurture and, and uh, bring nurturing and admonition of the Lord to your your ch- your children, to show discipline to them, to provide counsel for them. Then in verses 5 through 9, Paul is going to deal with bondservants and masters. Now, quickly, we're going to take just a side road here. In the Roman Empire, there were probably 60 million slaves. They believe that probably one-third of the citizens uh, or people in Ephesus were slaves. Paul does not affirm, nor does he endorse slavery. But remember, early Christianity and not worshiping Caesar was already unlawful. They were politically powerless as the early church and early Christians to seek to bring a major social revolution. And finally, as we think about the reason Paul really did did not uh, try and call for the abolition of slavery is that they were sharing Jesus for personal salvation, not seeking this social revolution. Now, the challenge that that Paul gives is bondservants, I want you to remember that you are to serve as to the Lord. Notice that phrase, as to the Lord, verse 5, bondservants of Christ, verse 6, as to the Lord, verse 7, and from the Lord, verse number 8. And then he talks about masters and says, masters, you're to do the same things to them. In other words, just as your bondservants, your servants are to work for the Lord, as they work for you. You are to treat them like you would treat the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verses 10 and following, we get the challenge that we're not just to walk in harmony, but to walk in victory. We have a real enemy. Verse 11 says that we need to stand against the wiles of the devil, that he has a tricky plan. He is strategic, that we do not wrestle, verse 12, against flesh and blood. We have a real enemy, so we need the Lord's strength. And that's what he says in verse number 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he's going to tell us to put on the armor of God. We're to put on the belt of truth. We all need truth. Notice back in in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 21. Think about Jesus as our truth. Then the breastplate of righteousness. There is an imputed righteousness that we are declared righteous at the moment of salvation, but there is a sense in which this is the practical righteousness. We do not give in to impurity as we stand in the challenges of our life. Our feet are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, we're to be planted in. Our shoes are to be securely rooted in the truth of the gospel, and we're to be willing to share the gospel. We're to have the shield of faith. That's the big shield that would cover the whole body. We're to take the helmet of salvation. In our mind, we're to have that assurance of salvation that Jesus is with us. We're to have the sword of the Spirit. When Jesus was tempted in Matthew chapter 4, three times he quoted back Scripture. Then in verse number 18, we're to be praying. 
Notice the alls of verse number 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication, uh, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Prayer recognizes the sustaining presence and power of God. And Paul asked for prayer that even as he's in this spiritual battle that he is in, that he could be a good ambassador in chains. And with that, Paul closes with a gracious greeting to the church that he loved, the church at Ephesus. Thank you.